Are you wondering how you can contribute to Funniest Thing? Don't flip out. Go to patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. Whoa! This one is called The Pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. That's correct. I'm Daryl. And I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from Chobo Studios in... Beautiful downtown Van Nuys. Before we go any further, there's been a little mistake on Indy's end. Once again, his whiteboard. There's an error on your whiteboard over your shoulder. It says, funniest thing with Larry and Leon. Uh, I was watching Curb way too much last night. Sorry. Yeah, this is a J.B. Smooth type hat. Smooth hat. Yeah, it is. I love it. Perfect timing for that. And he Um, also is wearing, thanks to Rod Schweitzer, who actually fills our cups with delicious cold brew, a Groundworks hat. Thank you, Rod. Yep. Thank you, Nancy Norman, the amazing reverend, new thought teacher, minister who gave us these mugs. And uh, if you're not on YouTube and you want to see what we're doing, go to YouTube. Funniest thing with Daryl and Ed. You can subscribe. Um, The the, the subscriber number has been going way up, which is nice considering when people subscribe to us, it's not because we have celebrities on the show it's just because these teachings speak to them so that's a, that always feels good yeah it's they're actually benefiting from what we're sharing just I as know. much as we are it's incredible and speaking of benefiting from an episode this one is really a great topic yes we um got the title from amy bachelor who's our guest are we going with the this abridged version here yeah it's never too late it's never too late with amy bachelor I think the original title she she suggested was "It's never too late to learn something new." To learn something new. But I like this. It's never too late with Amy Bachelor. It's never too late, and you're never too old to do something new unless you think so. Today, we get out of the mental habit of using our age to justify why we're not trying new things. Discouraging yourself is not God's will. The young at heart are always looking forward to new experiences, opportunities, and adventures. And I would say when I'm feeling young at heart, when yeah. we're, you know this feeling. The young at heart is just, are you young at heart in this moment? The only reason I'm saying this is because I used to think of the young at heart as some people out there. But it's a choice yes. that we get to make to be young at heart and look forward. to. And even if we haven't been feeling young at heart, we can make the change. We can make the switch. And when, that's what this show is really all about. That's what this whole program is all about. And that's what these teachings are all about. So the young and hard are always looking forward to new experiences, opportunities, and adventures. Let's join them. On this episode, Daryl and Ed drive home the fact that the future is friendly and God is cheering us on when we step beyond the limits we made up for ourselves. 
Man, that is the truth. That is, you hear, even ministers will say, you know how it is in this world, you know, there's reason to feel miserable. The thing is, these teachings are about creating, co-creating with God and recognizing that the God is friendly, God is on the road ahead, that human beings have been wrong about the future throughout history. Yeah. Majority of people who make predictions about what's going to happen were totally off base. They thought they were going to fall off the edge of the earth. They thought the world was going to end. But lo and behold, Daryl and Ed are live in Van Eyes right now, for crying out loud. If those people had been right, we would not be here. So the harmonious, holistic health practitioner, sound bowl maestro, Amy Batchelor from Unity. Well, we know her from Unity of Santa Barbara. She's in Santa Barbara right now at her yeah. lovely house. Gets us in tune with the infinite with today's reading, Divine Order. And if we're lucky, we might get a little sound bowl experience in the second segment. Uh, and I, I love sound bowls. I love the way it, it, it touches you deep in some way that's indescribable. Well, it gets you in, right in tune. I feel like I'm in tune with divine order. Yes. So we're going to hear those a little later. This just reminded me of a quote. I'm not sure if it was Jack Warner or Samuel Goldwyn who said, Never make predictions, especially about the future. Oh, yes. Yes. So um, thank you, Indy, by the way. Let's thank Indy while we're here. We saw him and his beautiful family. Hey, yeah, thank you, guys. Yeah, I know you slept in a little bit, but sometimes you need to, man. And lo and behold, here we yeah, are. Yeah, we were doing a studio upgrade past three days, and I had a, had a late night last night. Well, there you go. Ready well, for the show today. Thanks for pulling it together. Um, thank you, Jeff Comfort, out in... Kansas City, Kansas, man, he, he, our show would not have continued, certainly not in the way that it did. Well, yeah, and if you're listening to us on oh, yes. podcasts, audio version of our show, which if you don't already know about, if you've been yes. a YouTube subscriber, you could listen to us in your car, yes, on your walk, Yes. Um, anywhere you go, wherever you listen or download podcasts, just right. type in funniest thing, exclamation point, right. with Daryl and Ed. Yeah. And uh, we're there thanks to Jeff Comfort, because right. each week. He takes us right, right into the comfort, comfort zone. zone. Yes. So, um, the jet go by. Um, yeah, I'm glad you said that, because... For a long time, we were just audio, and then we would tell people to join the YouTube. But now there's probably people that have joined YouTube. And even just like being young at heart, even if you've never listened to a podcast, we had never listened to podcasts until we started the show. When, um, I think maybe then we started listening to uh, Discovering Eric Butterworth, and Daryl would send me some things. And Yeah. But uh, there's a whole universe of things you can be listening to uh, in podcast apps. So you probably have one. If you have a smartphone, you probably already have the app, whether it's Spotify or something else. And it really is a great way to digest this. I listen to this show and other shows when I'm driving down the road yeah. or when I'm taking a shower. And it just, like you said about the sound bowls, it's really retuning my consciousness to this greater reality of good. Yes. And I used to think it would be extreme to only listen to this type of stuff. But uh, the majority of what I listen to is this stuff yeah. and what I read and what we talk about. So. Yes, because it... it it's not only life-affirming, it's life-transforming. And that's what today's topic is, because I know, I mean, unless you're a liar, I know <laughs> every one of you, and we do it often, unfortunately, will catch themselves saying, eh, well, 
I'm too old or I don't know if I could do that now with everything I got going on. Oh, yeah. And these are limits we make up for ourselves. That's the key. And that's what makes it feel difficult. Seneca, the great philosopher, said... There's an iced tea by that name also. Go ahead. Yes, said um, things aren't difficult. Things, Things aren't difficult. Because, oh, now I can't think. So what do you say? Oh, my God. It's things are only difficult because we say they are. Yeah. Things aren't actually difficult. That's right. I agree. And once we, talk, once we just have enough faith to break free from those limits we made up for ourselves, you'll, I guarantee, and I'm sure all of you experience this, just like I have many, many times, because I'm always... I don't want to admit it, but I do. We put limits on ourselves. But as soon as I step outside this fictitious, it's fictitious Mm -hmm. limit, I feel like a thrill inside me. 100%. Every time. Yeah, these spiritual principles are really only fully working when I, in my own heart, feel them and know that I am loved and excited by life. That's when we know they're working. I was thinking about that. Very thing this morning, we've done, we've talked about this. We can let it be easy. And, you know, a lot of us, I was telling, texted Daryl last night that a lot of us have confused punishment with love. We subtly punish ourselves, hold on to punishing beliefs, and don't even realize that we can change them because we all knew this stuff at one point. We still do somewhere inside of us. And that's why when the light bulb goes on and you feel that feeling, it's like, ah, I get to be myself again. Yeah. But the thing is, when we were younger, when I was younger, I might un- unwittingly, and then as I got older, somewhat wittingly, like say something that like about how great life is or what life can be. And someone around me who was clinging to these fearful and had lost touch with it might get angry and say, how dare you even say that? How dare you believe that? Oh, I got a great you thing know? to read. I you can't know? believe you're saying so, this. A lot of this stuff, as we age, like one thing gets piled on another. But it, the truth is, the now is the access point. Uh, affirmative prayer is the golden key, which just remains reminding ourselves um, of the divine presence and being receptive to it. So that because it's not something we have to really even create; it's something that we become receptive to. It starts flowing through us, and we know it when it does. Well, here's the. I'm going to read two little short things here. Just to break these uh, myths up about being too old or it's too late. The idea of the mind aging is very largely a superstition, which psychology has pretty much well exploded. This Mm. is from Norman Lundy's book, You Unlimited. Yes. Experiment... Experimenting to determine how the learning ability varied at different ages, psychologists discovered that the man of 95 learns as well as the child of five. One of the greatest works of metaphysics, which is what we talk about on the show, is exploding the idea that exaggerated deterioration must come with years. I will tell you what causes exaggerated deterioration. Playing it safe accelerates age. Playing it safe, telling myself... No, no, I better stay in the shallow end. It's too late to do that. What if this happens? What if I don't do it well enough? Are people going to laugh? 
That is what accelerates age. And here's an example of somebody um, he's going to refer to. Dr. Adela Chadwick, a cousin of the late Ernest Holmes, had just turned 90. 90. She, Herbert Hoover, and Winston Churchill consider themselves exact contemporaries. She still teaches. Wondering how it felt to be 90, a reporter in his 40s said, I'm tired now and about ready to give up. Dr. Chadwick laughed. Oh, don't give up. I was an old woman when I was 60. I didn't have these teachings. But I'll be back in 10 years to tell you how it feels to be 100. And she says this with enthusiasm because her life is rich. And he goes on to give the example of these three great tools that we use all the time, whether we understand them or not. And this goes right along to what you were saying. And I, this is one of those readings we didn't plan reading, but when you shared what you shared, I go, oh my God, that's right. That's why, that's why it's so exciting too, because we are receiving this stuff in real time. And yes. We get these little nudges from the universe and then, yeah. So here's the three great tools. And remember, these are the three great tools which we use all the time, whether we understand them or not. Let's hear it. Okay. However, many people misuse them with dire results. Here are the three tools. They accept that it is man's fate to be miserable. Oh, my God. They have faith in lack and disease. Their, their mental pictures of themselves is as a mediocre person. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, they're always saying it's, they're always saying instead of using their faith, hooking it into what is true, which is accepting the idea or the belief that it's man's fate to be happy and whole and joyful yeah, and have faith, which means investing your belief or having a expectancy of prosperity and health yeah, and, and opportunities instead of, well, because whatever we put our faith in, we can expect because it is expectation is faith. Yes. Joyful expectation is really what I like to consider faith, and fear is morbid expectation. Right. So we got to put our faith in the good. And then have a mental picture. How many of us do this? I do this a lot. I, when I'm thinking about myself or I think I'm about to do something, right. I don't always think, oh, this is going to be easy and fun. I usually start creating a mental picture of myself as mediocre. I hear that, yes. But we're saying... That's all the, this is the only things that are getting in our way. These three tools that are within ourselves to change. We could change this. And here's a good, we've never read from this book. This book, is that a spiritual book? It says how to be an artist. Well, listen, folks, everything's metaphysical. Creative. Everything is spiritual. Everything is art also. Yes. A creative act. So, uh, this is uh, How to Be an Artist by Jerry Saltz. Um, and you don't have to be an artist to appreciate it. And chapter 12 is called Start Now. So many people waste so much time worrying that it's too late to start. Yeah. Ed did that when he was seven. That's so true. 
I can't play basketball. Those kids out there have been playing for years. Since they were four. Yeah. <laughs> we all have done this. It's insanity. That's insanity. It is insanity. So they give their energies to excuses for why they can't get to work. Bullocks. <laughs> Many great artists, writers, actors, and others started late. Henry Rousseau didn't begin painting until he was in his 40s. Julia Margaret Cameron didn't become a photographer until she was 48. One of America's greatest so-called outside artists, Bill Trailer, a former slave, didn't start making art until he was 85. And I think this is why, this is the key to giving ourselves permission to do it. Tell your own story and you'll be interesting. Yeah. That's, By Lu it. that's Louise Bourg. How do you say that? I always get it wrong. You're oh, French. Oh, I'm not going for that. I thought you speak French. We should have practiced that before. I'm not Louise thinking. Bourgeois. Go for it. See, anyway, she's an artist. <laughs> B-O-U-R-G-E-O-I-S. Yes. Is it like the bourgeois class? No, right? because listen to what she says. Don't be reined in by other people's definitions of skill or beauty or be cramped by what is supposedly high or low. Yes. Take baby steps and take pleasure in those baby steps. Even when you're making it up, make it your own. We can give ourselves permission to be ourselves. And man, that's when magic happens. Yes. And I got this great definition of these two words, because these two words, we, can use, we could use one of them against ourselves in times like this when we're deciding to move ahead with something and encouraging right. ourselves. Right. And just remember, folks, discouraging yourself is not God's will. Criticizing ourselves is a defect of character. Mm -hmm. it, it's, not, it's, it's a misuse of our, of our brain to be discouraging ourselves. You can ask God to remove it. So these are the words blessed and cursed. The word blessed means empowered to succeed. It means having favorable and desired outcomes. The word cursed means to be restricted and confined by our own definitions, labels, and beliefs about ourselves and our pasts. So whenever we're cursing something, we got to realize that we're restricting whatever that idea is and ourselves by our own definitions, labels, and beliefs about ourselves and our past. Yeah. Whereas thinking faithfully, thinking youthfully, and blessing is always an empowering, yeah. invigorating yes. consciousness, and it creates favorable and desired outcomes. That's why in Francis Wilshire in this book, Secrets, Francis Wilshire is an amazing truth teacher writer um i'm not sure we she, tried to look into her before we couldn't find it she this has book two was books. written in 1941 one yeah. of them's called you and one of them's called secrets they're very short and very potent lovely the way she writes and in this book this chapter seek in one of the on page 17 in secrets she says when your thoughts and feelings of joy love and acceptance are as harmoniously and softly blended together as moonlight on a lake your mystic radiance is alive and will charm your desire right to you. If you send it out in a continuous flow and sustain this feeling until a satisfied feeling of peace 
comes back to you that all is well. This satisfied feeling of peace means that you know your desire is on its way to you. Well, it's reminding ourselves that whatever it is, we can let it be easy. A couple of weeks ago, Ed and I left the studio and we went to go eat in Burbank at Pinocchio's. The Burr, yeah. Italian restaurant, which is one of our routines. Yes. And all of a sudden I got a text from Lori, my wife, about, are you going to get a grill today? Oh, yeah. I had promised I was going to get her a grill. Uh huh. She wanted a gas grill. Not that she needs my permission. She, she just needs me to be the guy who lugs it, lugs it back to the house and puts it together. That's the promise. Not, not any approval from me. You know, she could order whatever she wants. So right. I don't want to give you that impression. But the burden of going to get it, find it, pick it out. Make sure I pick the right one sure. at the right price. Like all this agonizing, limited, constricting ideas. Right. So I told her, yeah, I'll, we'll get, I'll get it this coming weekend. Right. Well, wifey never forgets. <laughs> so right after we're done eating, we did the show. I'm high as a kite. She goes, oh, I'm excited. I got meat because like, you're getting the grill today. And I'm like, oh. I said, okay. And I'm looking at Ed, and Ed goes, well, you know what? It'll probably be easy. Yeah. And as soon as I relax, just let the, just be willing to let a little bit of that in with not fighting it. Right. So I know enough not to argue against a friend who's actually saying a truth. So I just continue eating. And all of a sudden I said, wait a minute. Isn't there a hardware, like a, a, a hardware store nearby? Like right next door? Right. And it was like some... Like privately owned, it's not like a. What is it called? DIY. Yeah, it's not a Home Depot or anything. This is like a little local town. But it's a big old place. Yeah, one building. Never heard of before. Yeah, it's a place we never heard of because it's family owned. So I, so I just said, you know what? They might have a grill. Right. I walk in there. Not only they have the perfect grill. Mm-hmm. They have the perfect price. And it's right in the front when we walk as in. As soon as I walk in. The grills. Because part of me was thinking they're not going to have grills. It's fall, you know. Cause it was right, just, right. And it was on sale. I get it. They have the gas, the container. I'm so excited. They gave me a military discount on top of it. Yeah. And Ed kept going, isn't this amazing? She just called. And look at this. Yeah. How does this happen? You do realize, like, this was a headache of, an, of a thing. Right. And it didn't even take up any of our time. Yeah. We continued to do our normal Burbank walk, visiting the characters we normally visit after the show. And then when I got home, Stephen Sidlow just got done with his Stephen acting. Stephen Tom Thorpe, Stephen if you Tom will, Thorpe. For those that know him from the show. Yeah, and I asked him, hey, do you think you could help me? Because the kid at the store said it'll only take you 45 minutes. Like, it's mostly together. Right. But when I got home, none of it was together. It was That's basically right. just a box of screws. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the guy really, his name was Bono, no less. I know, Bono. I should yeah. have known better. Yeah, right, right. And <laughs> but, uh, he's, he was, like, very confident. He said, I'm the, I put these together myself. I, I did the training, and it's all you got to really do is there's one little stand. You got to put a few yeah. screws in, and you're good to go. And then you guys got together, and it was like a Lego box. Yeah, it was a Lego box. Lego pieces but, and screws. But we did it, and Lori was cooking up uh, chicken that evening. But this is 
oh yeah, what does that have to do about being too late to pick, doing, learning something new? Has everything. Because it's in these everyday things that we tell ourselves it's too late, it's too much, it's going to be hard. That's what this show is about. Yeah, I remember when you're a kid and there's an adult around and, and they were all, they always had like a curmudgeonly thing to say that really defined them as who they were and made them feel like someone you might not want to be around. So it really is those little, they were probably thinking, oh, this is no big deal. you know. But it really is those little things that stack up and make us uh, who we are in the eyes of others, in the eyes of our own mind. Yeah, It starts made, with our own valuation of ourselves. Well, we begin to go along with the positive with less of a fight. And this sounds insane, but unfortunately, for some reason, because we're inundated with so much negativity that, you know, whether we're looking on social media or the news or some people we look up to may say some things that right. discourage, that are discouraging, it tend, we tend to go, it's not always the first thought is, yippee, this is going to be fun. Yeah. However, what, by applying this stuff on a daily basis and committing to, you know what, I'm going to believe in these two knuckleheads on this show. They seem reasonably happy. <laughs> They're telling stories about everyday life. So if they could apply spiritual principles or Christian philosophy, all the philosophies, actually, in a practical way to everyday living and get results, then I'm going to give it a shot. And you know what? You're going to get results, and they're going to be positive. The results you get from taking on these beliefs is never negative. Yeah. The results are never worse. They're always better. Yeah, you got to think, how often do I actually – this is what I've been learning because I've been um, experiencing a new level of – realizing that if I'm not saying anything about what's going to happen, then I'm missing an opportunity to say, this is going to be the most amazing show ever. This is going to be the most amazing day ever. I'm amazing. It's like almost so many of us lack that praise in our lives that we don't realize it's missing until we reinsert it, which is and realizing that our own voice, a lot of us don't know how powerful oh, our yeah. own voice is in our own life. Cause maybe we weren't encouraged or shown the way and, or maybe we were around other people who didn't feel like they had empowered voices. But we do. You know, uh, let's read this card yeah. from Kirky. Is a postcard from Kirky. You can send us something at, um, what's the what's our address here? 1312, P, funniest thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. His postcard has a blue monkey on the front. It says, I effed up. I effed everything up. It doesn't say F, but I'm going to say that. I effed everything up or I messed everything up, and now I'm running away. And that could be what a lot of people harbor inside, which is yes. what leads to that age thing, too, is we don't realize that we're the universe, God, is not holding anything against us. We're the only ones holding yes. anything against us in any kind of meaningful way. And we need to take out the garbage in our mind and replace it with affirmative thoughts sometimes. So he says, gentlemen, once you have said a prayer, you must fully step into the consciousness of what you have prayed for and not backpedal into thoughts, words, or actions that underscore the condition you are praying to heal. Yeah. Words and actions after a prayer must uphold it, not refute it. Prayer is not something you do once and then go back to the state of mind that moved you to pray. Rather, it is a consciousness you establish that moves your life in a new direction and then sustains it. And that's a quote from Alan Cohn. So thank you, Kirky, for that. I had to do that last night because I was getting concerned about 
uh, physical healing. Yeah. And, you know, I prayed, okay, God, you're going to take care of this. I'm going to let go and let God work in my affairs. But then I would just keep thinking, is this girl, is it still hurt? Is it going to get infected? You know, all this. I do, yeah. I'm refuting the prayer. I just right. So you know what I started doing? What? Because we took we were at Nancy uh, Norman's Pros- Infinite Prosperity Workshop. Yeah. And she said this one fella said the best way to stay young is to start what he called youthing, mm. and his youthing method was very simple: just get into the habit when you wake up, say thank you. So I go, okay. So I started because I couldn't fall asleep because my mind was back and forth, awfulizing mm-hmm. this idea after I just prayed to have God handle it. Right. So I just started, thank you for this healing. Yeah. And then I started thanking everything. Wow. Thank you yes. for my prosperity. Yes. Thank you for my health. Thank you for my creativity. Thank you for ease and everything yes. I do. And that was a good way a good tool in that moment to keep my mind from doing what he, what Alan Cohen, um, slipping back. Yeah. Keep suggest we watch out for, which is going back into the idea that preceded the prayer, right? which is all, oh, nothing's going to work. This isn't going to turn out well. Right. No, just get into the thanking or what, what this gentleman, I can't recall his name called you thing. Because thanking yeah. keeps us young. Yeah, you got it. It's like the story we've been telling a lot about the the guys by the, the healing river, the hearing, healing waters, and no one ever brings him into the water. And he's <laughs> like, I'm screwed. I've been here 30 years, Jesus. And then he says, do you want to be made whole or something like this? And he goes, well, uh, do you want to be made whole? Like, yeah, of course <laughs> I do. I've been sitting here 30 years. What do you think? And then he says, pick up your mat and walk. And that mat is... Our consciousness. Yes. Our, a, a state of mind we've been resting on, sitting on, hoping someone else is going to come along and carry us. But we can, we need to stand up, give thanks, change the things I'm doing. That's why lately I've been going for a little jog, just to remind myself. I can create my own vibration and do things, not just sit around and wait, because in the past I was uh, quite the waiter. Oh, by the way, we want to bless the Patreon contributions to our public service ministry over here. Michelle Marie, who's on there, says, you guys rock. I love rocking with you. The Joy the Joy Show with Paulette Pipe was amazing. Got Reverend Geraldine from Unity of the Northwest, I- Indiana, listening to you now and more to come. Wow. Yes, I keep going back to all the fun we had together at Unity Village. Thank you for being there. Um, we got a breath from uh, the, trader, the trailer choir. But you know what? I was at a what? wedding, and yes. one of the things I've been trying to not do is well, I've been learning to do just don't curse, start cursing. Yes. Sometimes I don't even have it in me to bless them just yet, but I'm just like, well, what if I just sit and just don't curse? And I had my little book yes. and I wrote in, I started writing what was going well because I felt like cursing. I felt because I felt like a fish out of water. I was beating myself up. I wrote down an appreciation list. That appreciation list ended up winning us a point because they did, we, we all, I, I got put together with these volleyball players and then. And, and, this table of like the out the the non family members at the wedding at the wedding, they love the fact that I surf. We were talking about this and that, but then I won a point because I had been writing in this journal, and they were doing like, hold up your phone if you have a picture with a, a celebrity, or do you know if you have a paper clip, you win. It's you like win. that's like that show where you have to dress in a costume. Do you have a penguin in your oh, bag? Yeah, okay. What is that show? I have no idea. Come on, you used to watch it. Drew Carey teaches it. Oh. The Price is Right. Oh, no. Okay. Let's make a deal. Let's who's, make a deal. Whose line? 
No, let's make a, let's deal. Make a deal. So anyway, I had that book in my hand because I was using it for my own sanity. And he says, anyone have a book, a real book? And I, so I hang it, I hold it up, I get a point. Next thing I know, I'm doing the hula hoop competition because I was the only one at the table who knew how to do hula hoop. Then I got pulled onto the dance floor by this lady, the, uh, the, the sister of the groom, and her whole family loves dancing. I was kind of half hiding, and all of a sudden, I'm like stiffly dancing with this lady, who, and they're like cutting a rug, and I felt almost like beating myself up. Oh, yeah. But I was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to. And all I started doing was counting the beats, and one, and two, and I just started marching. And then slowly the marching turned. Turn I was like, to dancing. I said, I play music, I play a guitar, I like to move. And I just said, I'm going to approach this thing like I'm playing a song. I just counted the beats. And before I knew it, I, I danced for like two hours. People were saying, you're a great dancer. I felt like family. I hugged everyone because there's Korean people who didn't speak English. There's all sorts of different characters. And one guy looked like a little, um, art, what's his name, Dudley Moore. We became good friends. We were hopping up and down in his leisure suit. It was an incredible experience. Then I got in my car and drove happily home. Folks, if you Google madman doing crazy air guitar moves at wedding, you will see what Ed just described. Yeah, it's Ed. The videos of Ed so at this wedding. Sometimes <laughs> you got to put it in God's hands. Just stay out of the cursing part. You may want to yes. curse with everything inside you. But really, I have to tell myself, I don't want to do that to myself. Because that's really what it is. When I start cursing others, it's reinflicting past pains and things and making them more real for myself. And I just don't want to do that anymore. No. So the trailer choir has a little song. The original lyrics, it turned into a song called It's Better With a Beer. But we know we happen to know one of the members of the trailer choir. We got the original lyrics. It was better with a cheer. Yes. So let's take you want you want to do the first one since you love this song so much? Okay. Let's take it. <sighs> We we, we, have, we have a little saying around here. <laughs> it's better with a cheer. We got a little, little saying around here. It's better with a cheer. Okay, are we going to do have or got? Got. Okay. We got, got a little saying around here. It's better with a cheer. <sighs> Man, imagine if every lesson at a school was taught by a teacher who said, like someone was we struggling, it's better with a cheer. We got yes. a little saying around here. And I found out at the uh, before we started the show that our guest who's coming up was a former special education teacher and is now a holistic healer. And so it's like, once ah. again, perfect timing for me. So coming up oh, next. Wait. I thought you were going to say you found out she was a Dallas Cowgirls cheerleader. Well, that was, uh, yeah, that was a little surprise we were going to say for the second segment. But okay. coming up next, the harmonious Amy Batchelor gets us in tune with the infinite with today's reading, Divine Order. We got some other great stuff coming up. Thank you for listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed right here from Chobo Studio.
We now return to the funniest thing. Here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. Well, we made it to the second segment, Ed. Yes, we did, and T- we're going to bring in our guest. Yeah, today's list. show is... Today's show is called... It's Never Too Late. Never Too Late. Is and that not it? That's the show. It's Never, never too, too Late with Amy Bachelor. Yes. I just want to read a real quick reading from Sue Hodgson. She sends us a daily email with truth teachings in it. Her email is shodgson, H-O-D-G-S-O-N, 31 at gmail.com if you want to get this reading. Every morning, a new reading. My wife's now on the list. Great. Um, So the reading that really spoke to us for the show is from God Will See You Through by Mary Cupferly. That book right there is pure medicine from cover to cover. Yes. Can't go wrong. Every chapter is very simple and just right to the point. Uh, This is your day. You need not be concerned about tomorrow, next month, or next year. Every moment is a new moment. As the moments come, accept them as opportunities to take hold of new faith and courage, new wisdom and love, new joy and happiness. The more fully you accept God's gift of today, the more fully you prepare yourself for a wonderful tomorrow. The courage you take hold of this moment will build within you a tower of strength for every overcoming. The faith you lay hold of right now will widen your horizons. This is your day. This is your day to praise and to bless, to give and to receive, to love and to be loved, to laugh, to sing, to rejoice. Live it fully, live it lovingly, live it freely and joyously, for this is your day. And our day will now be blessed by none other than Amy Bachelor. How are you today, Amy? Hey, good morning, Evan Daryl. I'm good and I'm blessed and grateful and honored to be here with both of you. Thank you. You are welcome. And I know you are a professional who has come supercharged to uh, share today. So uh, right off the bat, we always like to ask our guests if there's something bubbling up that you'd like to jump right into and share since you have sat in the green room and heard what we uh, had to say. If you wanted to share some of your thoughts right now, that'd be great. So sure. Um, yeah, there, I, I was writing notes. There's so many different things. So um, part of why I'm here is because Daryl has heard me at Unity of Santa Barbara um, with my, my crystal bowls doing sound healing, doing a meditation during the service. And so this this whole thing with the bulls, I have a holistic healing practice sent from heaven that I've had for 30 years. And um, so what we're talking about today, so many things that, that you were both talking about, weaving it all in, pertains to my journey with the bulls. Um, so I can give you a brief rendition of that. Okay. They're nodding their heads. Yes. I'll go with that. Okay. So, um, uh, with my holistic practice, I've done sound healing for years. I've had tuning forks and Tibetan bowls, and I had one frosted crystal bowl, but I would use them more on people for like one-on-one healing sessions. 
And um, and I've lived coast to coast, like Boston, Southern California, Northern California, back to Boston, and now Santa Barbara is home. I'm done. I tell my kids, bury me in the compost pile. But um, <laughs> when before before Santa Barbara, I was in Newburyport, Massachusetts, north of Boston, and I had a holistic center. And we had a person coming in actually from L.A. to teach a weekend workshop on sound healing. And he had these specific bowls. These are called um, crystal alchemy singing bowls. And this was like almost 20 years ago. And it's the first time I saw these bowls because they they're they're a different a different quality, a different just a different resonance, a different vibration than the frosted crystal bowls that are are like more common, if you will. Um, and at that moment, when I saw those bowls, I fell in love with them. And I knew that I would have them someday, but I didn't know when or where or why. Okay. So fast forward to maybe 10 years ago. Um, we were living in Santa Barbara and there was a, a, we were, we were part of unity, the unity here of Santa Barbara. And there was a guest speaker coming, a unity minister who was doing a weekend on sound healing. And he stayed in my house. He stayed mm. here and he had 30 crystal bowls. And I was convinced this was nine years ago. Cause my dog was a puppy. I was like so smitten with the bulls and he wanted to sell them and and I wanted to buy one um and I and we sat on the floor in our guest room and he played the bulls and showed me each one and for whatever reason I didn't feel like it was time and I just it's like you know Ed you had mentioned when God nudges us it's like part of my brain was like, I want a bull. I want a bull. But my heart was like, nope, these aren't for me now. Not yet. So fast forward to ex like almost exactly three years ago, it was during COVID. And in the first year, so it was 2020, it was my birthday in September. And all of a sudden, I didn't get just a nudge from on high. I got like a two by four over the head of it's time to get the bulls. Wow. It just, it was like so strong. Like, so I hadn't even been thinking about them, but it just came in. The thought would not go away. It was like, it was like waves just coming in, get the bulls, get the bulls, get the bulls. I didn't have a clue where to go, what to do. I didn't, I didn't know. So I just, you know, everything you guys talk about, it's like, okay, God, I'm giving this to you. You want me to get the bulls? You show me where, when, how, what, and oh, by the way, make it easy. Mm -hmm. So it's everything you've both been talking about. So I went online and I just Googled crystal bowls and I found some different websites and and went with, you know, where the energy was more open. So I found a place online that was in Sedona. And I and I just just ordering online, just following my guidance, following my heart, following my intuition, I picked out four bowls. And the person that that 
that owns this this place once she she got them all for me and they have a little video so you can hear them all she said oh my gosh this is a harmonic set she didn't even know it and i didn't know what i was doing i just picked them listening to my guidance and feeling what resonated with me it's like nope not that one that one maybe that one yes that one and that's that's how it started it just like I got these four bowls online and then the the bowls, the notes of the bowls match the chakras. So I thought, OK, I want like seven bowls eventually. So I just slowly over time started ordering a couple more bowls. And then one of my clients introduced me to this woman, Geraldine Glass, who's in L.A., and she's like the bowl mother and her training is as an opera singer she's like this international opera singer and she went through this whole story of how she got into the bowls to hear heal her grief from the death of her son mm. and it was actually her son speaking to her from the other side saying get the bowls mom get the bowls get the bowls get the bowls get the bowls and so I started studying with Geraldine and did this really deep dive for like uh, like two and a half, almost three years, just studying with her and getting certified in sound healing. And um, I don't know if, if you guys have kids who have stuffed animals, but for anyone listening who has stuffed animals, you know that they multiply during the night. Like all of a sudden you have more stuffed animals. Uh -huh. That's what happened with the bulls. They started talking to me and, and I would get nudges from on high of, okay, now you need a set for this. So I've got, I've got a lot of bulls. Um, and I, and I got an inheritance from my grandparents that um, that came through when I was expanding my bull choir. And that's what, that's what paid for the bulls. So, um, so here I am. And I feel like, um, so when I, when this all started, it was three years ago, I was turning 66 and it's like, well, I could be slowing down now, but I feel like I'm just getting going. And I feel like the sound healing pulls together all of my training for these past 30 years because I've got like six different certifications and it's just taking it all to a whole new level and a level of service. And um, yeah, I just feel like it's a soul's calling. It's absolutely a soul's calling. So mm -hmm. here I am because I played the bowls at Unity and I ended up at Unity because during COVID, I wasn't there and I wanted to connect with Reverend Kathy and Temple, who you've had on your shows and, and Kathy's mom, Nancy Norman. Um, and I, I was on a Zoom call with Kathy and you see my background. And before I even opened my mouth, she's like, are those crystal bowls? Can you bring them to unity? And she told Temple about it and Temple's like, forget that let's have her do like a sound healing evening and let's bring her in on Sundays to do meditations and so that's why we're here now because Daryl heard me and he's my biggest fan <laughs> oh my well gosh. I uh I want you to demonstrate if you would for our viewers and listeners because if you've never experienced this and 
It. I. I would even say personally, it. You really should treat yourself to experiencing it in person, because there's something. I mean, you can enjoy it. You know, hearing it. If you have a recording of it, I'm not going to say that isn't beneficial. By all means, it is. However, when you're in the room and someone is playing these bowls, it is like my whole body, mm -hmm. all attention somehow miraculously just dissipates. Yeah. Not with even me consciously taking the effort like we do yes. sometimes in meditation. It's almost instantaneous. And then it's as if everything in your body and your emotions starts to ah, just harmonize. And when Amy did the meditation, I wasn't, I mean, all I knew was because I had been there many times and the meditation is usually a really good meditation. The band plays meditative music in the right, background right. and Kathy or Temple or somebody else does it. But when Amy went up and all of a sudden I closed my eyes, you know, not sure what's going to happen. I didn't know she had bowls up there. Mm. So I'm just, okay, well, this new person's going to met it. I'm in, I'm in, like I'm game. It's going to be great. But then I hear this sound. I'm like, oh my God, it's those bowls. Is yeah. she playing those bowls? And I didn't want to open my eyes to ruin it. I'm just in it. So every time Amy's there, I'm like, oh, thank goodness. I mean, it's pure medicine. So if you wow. could, if you're willing to just do a little bit of what you do, it would be definitely appreciated. Sure. Well, it, yeah, yeah. But I want to add one more thing in there, too. Based on what you were talking about in the beginning of um, give ourselves permission to be ourselves, because all the, you know, the the cursing ourselves, it's like, who am I to do this? And I'm not good enough and I'm not young enough and I'm not pretty enough and I'm not sexy enough and I'm not cute enough or whatever. And I don't know enough. Um, but it just, the, the push to do this was so strong. It just couldn't be denied. And, and I, in my training with Gerilyn, she in, encourages us to use our voices. So I tone with the bulls, just yes. so you know. Um, but I had to go through this whole thing of like, does my voice matter? And is this good enough? And, and I have to add this really quick story. Yes. So I'm questioning about my voice and is it good enough? And does it matter? Should I just play the bowls and blah, blah, blah. And I get feedback from people of, oh, it's so wonderful. You use your voice. It's so different than anyone else, blah, blah, blah. So I got a phone call one day. I'm in my kitchen the phone rings, it's FaceTime. I don't like FaceTime, I don't do FaceTime. It's a number I don't recognize. So I just ignore it. And then it calls back as a regular phone call. So I, I pick it up and, and the guy's like, you FaceTimed me, what do you want? And I was like, I, I didn't FaceTime you. I don't know who you are. This, this is in the category of the universe, does the funniest things. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. we can't make this stuff up. So I'm telling him, I didn't FaceTime you. I don't know who you are. 
um, I don't know what you want. And he was like, well, I didn't do it. You did it. And I'm like, uh-huh. you know, and so, so I just went, okay, look, obviously we're supposed to be talking. So who are you and what do you do? So it turns out he's like this sound healer, Wayne, somebody Whoa. in LA. He's written a book on sound healing. He teaches classes on sound healing. And so remember, this is in the phase where I'm wondering about, does my voice make a difference with my bulls? So I tell him, oh, that's really funny because I do sound healing with crystal bulls. And he says to me, don't ever forget the most powerful instrument that you will ever have is your own voice. Whoa. And I I just was like, okay, God, I get it. I'm not questioning this anymore. I'm doing it. I'm just going to show up. I'm going to follow my guidance. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. I'm so glad because your voice, when it segues, it's seamless. And I'm like, I remember the first time I was like, is that her voice? Because... It was so seamless with the wow. sound of the bowls. And I was like, oh, my God, this is next level. So I'm so, man, this stuff is amazing, isn't it? That's incredible. We yeah. doubt ourselves. Yeah. And it's God saying, do it, do it, do it. And my mind's going, well, I don't know. But we, if we're, it's like that H. Emily Cady writing where the desire, the desire, it's God knocking at the door of our heart, letting us know, no, this is you. This yes. is for you. And I would like you to be, this is what you should be doing. This is something you're good at inherently. Oh, man, I love this stuff. And I love the way that all came about. That, these are the type of stories that keep us going, hearing these stories. Agreed. Agreed. Totally. Totally. So I'm happy to do the bulls. Um, how long do you want this? As long as you like. We have 10 minutes, but you can go longer. I mean, we're not opposed here. Yeah. When he says we have 10 minutes, that means the clock says 10 minutes, but we rarely uh, yes. start the clock because our guests and us, we start feeling good and our blesses our listeners and our watchers. Yes. So. Okay. It's better with a bowl. It is. What Indy always says. <laughs> okay, so can you hear this? Perfectly. Oh my God, beautiful. Okay, yay. Okay, so these are crystal alchemy singing bowls. They all have a base of quartz crystal, a really high grade quartz. And then they have different substances um, melded in with them, different crystals, different minerals, different earth substances. And each note can be seen as correlating with the chakras. But I'll stop talking and just sink into the sound of the bowls. Let the sounds hold you soothe you, heal you.
like to end my sound baths with the Metta Loving Kindness Prayer. May we be at peace. May our hearts remain open. May we awaken to the light of our own true nature. May we be healed. May we be a source of healing to all beings. And so it is. Wow. You know, when I was meditating this morning, I forgot all about this because it was rather early. Um, the thought that came through me was, what voice do I need to hear to feel completely better right now? You know, oftentimes we're like waiting, whether it was a, a doctor or someone to say something like, oh, everything's okay, Ed. Someone with authority. Something, yeah. Yes, and I was yeah. like, what if I, like, I'm going to let that in right now. I'm just going to let that in. And so hearing your story, I forgot all about that till now. For one, hearing your voice, very healing. And then the next level, though, is what you said, which really to hear my own voice. Yeah. To really surrender to my own knowing and let that voice be heard. That's what brings the sense of well-being, um, the deepest sense of well-being to me is when I'm fully expressed and I know who I am. Um, you mentioned that you were a former special education teacher. Can you just share of just a little bit about how that transition happened for you? I'm just curious because it's, you know, so so parallel to what I'm experiencing right now. Yeah. So I was a special ed teacher with the, um, I got my master's at Leslie College in Boston. Um, I specialized in early childhood. I was in elementary school in um, Hamilton Wenham School District, north of Boston. And I um I loved it. I love teaching. I always wanted to teach. I would pretend to be a teacher or a doctor when I was little, you know, mm. playing games. Um and well, I just I had a big life transition if I had my first baby. Um so this is 39 years ago. Um so my baby is really big now. Um but, Yeah, and then when um when my maternity leave was up i my head was saying i have to go back i have to go back to work and um my my heart was saying no we're we're kind of done with this now so i um what i ended up doing was for a couple of years i worked part time for leslie college where i had gotten my masters supervising student teachers and it was part time and it was more the hours were set by me so it worked really really well and i actually taught a seminar in my house for my students wow. while my daughter took her 3 hour nap in the afternoon as a baby so it worked out perfectly then I took off a little more time to have baby number two. And um, and then for those of you who have kids, you know, one plus one is way more than two. So I decided I'm just, I'm taking some time off. And that's, that's how that happened. And then with my husband's job, we were moving from Boston to California for the first time. And I had gotten into, I had been interested in nutrition for, for a really long time. That's like, that could be a whole nother podcast. 
Um, but um, I, I lit when we moved to LA, we were in Westlake Village outside of LA, and I literally had clients falling into my lap for nutrition. And I wasn't certified. It just was studied a whole lot. And right. so that's when that's when I got certified and really studied more deeply. And that was the start of my holistic practice. Brilliant. So I was teaching on a different level. And now I, I teach classes. I teach metaphysical classes, including the bowls. Um, every Monday night and I see clients and because of zoom, we can reach people all over the world. And yeah. So follow your heart, Ed, you know what to do. Hey, thank you. That means a lot to me. And thankfully I have a friend named Daryl and who, uh, and Steven and Indy and people around me that are uh, cheering me on as well. And hearing your story is really making that really clear because uh, that, that part of me that I guess we call the heart would be has been telling me, like, I can't do this anymore. I can't do that. And I've been using my head and a lot of self-will, you know, and you bless the heck out of a lot of things, but I've been leaving that part of myself behind. Uh, and that only lasts, I can only last for so long. It rather, like I, I, and I've been using my voice more at work. I've been transforming that experience, but it's because I am listening more toward my, to that, to that part of me that's just saying, can't do this anymore. and there's something much larger at um, that I can be doing. Uh, just not, it's not, I don't mean large, like relative large, you know what I'm saying? Large expansive energetically within me, you know, that's wanting to be expressed. And so, uh, yeah, it's good. Cause I feel like I'm right on that point where it's like, okay, like one day I was walking to get the newspapers. I bring newspapers with puzzles uh, for my staff so they can enjoy it during the day, these free newspapers. And uh, I fear it was like, you could just keep walking in Santa Monica and not go back to your car and you will, we will take care of you. Like I'm feeling that. Yeah. I'm it's true. That. Yeah. I'm feeling that. So thank you for that. Yeah. Well, before we close, we did find a little trivia about Amy. Yeah. We always find trivia about our guests, by the way, before I don't want to oh, cut you off, but where can yes. people get in touch with you? Yes. Find out more about what the work you do and work with you. Yeah. Okay, so I um funny you ask because I have a brand new website that just got updated um and includes more of who I am and what I'm doing now. So it's um sent from heaven s c e n t sent from heaven dash s b for santa barbara dot com and that's where you can find me. Um wait sent from heaven dash s b dot com. com and we'll put that in the yeah. anyone watching or listening we'll put that in the link to the show also uh, on the podcast and on the youtube if you're in santa barbara you do still do the tuesday nights is that correct yes yes so at unity in santa barbara right now it's the fourth tuesday of the month um so it's a it's an in-person live um sound healing and then every Monday, I do, I call it the Monday Wisdom Circle, and that's online. It's virtual. You can join from anywhere. Um, and I do uh, like an hour of teaching and then a half an hour sound bath. And so we were looking at angels and chakras and 
one coming up is on the full moon and then gratitude and then the holy days and um yeah and i charge 11 dollars for those i'm keeping the price as low as possible so people come back cuz we're really building a community and then where's that where do they where do people find that online the monday on my website they like can the register place. on my website okay. and one last thing what time on tuesday the fourth tuesday during the day what time in santa barbara that's at seven o'clock in the evening. Okay, seven p.m., folks. And then the what? I'm sorry, you probably said it, but what's the Monday? Uh, what time is that one? The Monday Wisdom Circle. That's at four thirty Pacific time. Four thirty. And Great. that's ninety minutes. Yeah. Uh huh. Four thirty to six Pacific. Sent from heaven. And <laughs> now, are you going okay. to share a little story? Yeah. Uh oh. Well. This show is called, originally the title that Amy gave us was, It's Never Too Late to Learn Something New. new. So this goes right along with that. Well, Or you're never too old to learn something new. You're never too old to learn something new. And we just turned it down to, it's never too late, because that's the truth. And I used to, yeah, it's both funny, because when I worked with a psychologist, Paul Pinnegar, in college, amazing guy who worked with Carl Rogers, one of the first tapes I recognized, this is not the joke, one of the first tapes he pointed out when I realized that about like tapes that play in your head was it's too late. That was like one of the big ones that he helped me to see just starts playing sometimes for me. So it's never too late. It's never too late. However, after Amy's first day of kindergarten, she had dinner, then started playing. Her mother came in and asked her what she learned at school that day. Amy crossed her arms and said, not enough. Her mother asked, what do you mean? The teacher said I have to come back tomorrow. <laughs> come on. Who goes to school for one day? Come on. <laughs> All right. I don't think, uh, I'm not sure Amy knows what to make of that. What, what I can tell you is be reassured, the worse the joke, it means the more we love the guests so the laugh, you're up there the laugh, track, <laughs> the laugh track will cover all that up don't worry we'll put that in post that'd be funny we need to have a laugh track on that wouldn't that be great tell comfort well you know what everything is really better with a cheer it is such as a plane, plane ride out to vegas, vegas skinny dipping in the pool singing karaoke a backyard barbecue Watching that old sunset disappear. It's better with a cheer. It's better with a cheer, y'all. Visit DarylNed.com to find easy links. We love you. Everything we do. Slash SB.com. It's dash SB. Dash SB.com. Thank you for being a part of Funniest Thing with Daryl Ned. Better with a cheer. Better with a buzz. Feeling like you do when you knew and what it does. You can have two or you can have three. Spill a six pack with your company. We got a little saying around here. Life goes down a little better with a cheer. Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards.
When you record your podcast at Chobo Studios, you're helping people in need. Here at Chobo, we take a bold stance on helping the community by giving away 10% of all revenue, not just profit, to kind, hardworking people in the streets of Los Angeles. And thanks to all these wonderful podcasters, we've been able to give $1,400 this year alone through our kindness initiative, Chobo Kindness. Brought to you by Chobo Studios, LA's premier podcasting powerhouse. Follow for more.